Ah, yes, there's the music, and we are back underway. Season two, episode one, season premiere. Overall, it's show 83, Cool Button Hockey Podcast. Craig, great to see you again, my friend. The season is underway. How was your summer? My summer was great. My eldest daughter got married. Uh, it was a little bit of a short summer, but it finished great. Her wedding, I'll tell you what, we have a real battle of Alberta and our family now. Chandler, my eldest daughter, huge Flames fan. Her husband, John, huge Oilers fan. Chandler's a chirper, and she's not usually like that, but when it comes to her flame, she can chirp. Well, her husband, John, got the last laugh in the Battle of Alberta during the playoffs of uh, 2022. So it's a lot of fun. It's been a great summer. You know, with the, the schedule just kind of getting back into order internationally and certainly with the NHL, uh, a little bit shorter, but that's okay. It was all good. And uh, I'll tell you what, Steve, July, August, September in Calgary, Alberta was the best I've seen over 92 days in my 22 years in Calgary. The best. That's awesome. And you enjoyed it, which is great. Uh, we had some Nashville time, which was a precursor to the Greece time. And I'm wearing the, the Greek prediction hat that I put on and uh, my wife cut on her phone uh, on the beach. Uh, Technology is unbelievable. So we had a lot of fun, but the fun is over. And now we are working. It was the silliest summer of all time. The silly season, as our good friend Vic Router says when he talks about F1, I just stole it. I won't lie to you. I just stole it and I bring it to hockey because I like it so much. Goodrow, Flames, what happened with Calgary and Florida, UFA's cadre. What storyline do you find the sexiest, sexy, sexy? What, what, what was the best storyline in your mind? Go right to Calgary. Go right to Calgary. You know what? The major league playoffs are on, right? And so I, Brad Trey Living is a general manager of National League. He's made some terrific trades in his day. You know, when you go back and look at some of the things he's done to improve his team and, and put him in position, in my view, to be a real serious Stanley Cup contender. But if you cannot hit the curveball, you are not going to get to the majors. Well, I'll tell you what. Brad Trey Living was throwing a couple of curveballs. And you know what? He hit them. And you know what? What looked like despair for the Calgary Flames and their fans were wringing their hands and there was all kinds of consternation. We've lost Goudreau. Oh, and then Kachuk's going to get traded. Then he makes a wonderful trade to get Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger. Then the next, oh, they're going to get him signed. Well, they're both signed. <laughs> and then he finds a way to get Nazem Kadri into the lineup. And you talk about, you know, a manager looking at what is confronting him, staring it down, staring it down. You know what he was like? He was like Mariano Rivera. You know, the, they used to play the music, the Sandman coming in when he came in from the bullpen. And he stared down the best hitters and he closed it out. This Calgary Flames team, I think, is better positioned to compete for the Stanley Cup this year than they were last year. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have a better season, but what a great job he did. And I think that the Calgary Flames can really look forward to a lot. And it's not just a one-off. It's not just one year. It's going to be a good team for a number of years. They were a top defensive team. Weger makes them that much better. Top goaltender, top offense. I think that the story of the summer was the Calgary Flames and the terrific work that Brad Trey Living did. I can't disagree with that. I mean, 
it's sexy to get a, a hockey trade. And then when Kachuk signs and Uyghur signs and Huberto signs, you, you say to yourself, on a two-for-one, the, the Flames are better with those two than Kachuk. And we could argue Kachuk will make Florida better as he ages better in terms of a forward, but it's a funny, sexy conversation. But then you throw Goodrow in the mix going to Columbus and add the backfill. Basically, Goodrow, Kachuk, gone. In comes Uyghur. In comes what they got with Kadri. And in comes Huberto. Craig, that's a three. And then everyone signed. It's a trade that he would have taken if it was offered. And he got two players, basically, out who did not want to be there long. Like Columbus has gone through that enough in their lifetime. He got kind of rid of two guys that were not Calgary committed long-term. And what did they do with those two guys? They never won anything. So I I find it as sexy as sexy can be and is fun a storyline I've ever seen in the summer. Like I, I, I can't remember. I'm not talking about Gretzky signing with LA and getting traded to LA and then signing. This is as sexy as it gets, what happened in Calgary. As sexy as it gets. Well, you think about it too. And you, and, and you, and, and you think about how it unfolded and everything surrounding how, like, you know, Okay. Oh, nobody wants to play in Canada. Nobody wants to play in Calgary. Well, Brad Trey Living took that narrative. He crumbled it right up into a piece of paper, threw it in the bonfire and watched it burn because players want to go to places where they have a chance to win. It's not about dressing rooms. It's not about all the amenities. The competitive players want to go where they have a chance to win. Huberto, Uyghur, and Kadri are competitors. Daryl Sutter never is going to have to worry about lighting a competitive fire under those three guys. And they look at that team and they go, we can win. We can win here in Calgary. And that's what it's about. It's not about, oh, look at the Calgary Flames dressing room. Who cares? Look at the Calgary Flames roster. That's what competitors want. They want to be in a place where they can have success. Calgary wants to win back-to-back cups. Huberto wants to win his first one. And I'll tell you what, I don't think the Florida Panthers are a better team after that trade. I think they're a worse team. How do some people have Florida winning the Atlantic? Like, I, I, I we'll, we'll get into all of I, some things I've heard. I read something on NHL.com over the weekend that had the Leafs missing the playoffs. The Leafs are going to make the playoffs. But I just shouldn't think they can play with six attackers and make the playoffs. I'm like, where do people come up with this stuff on the Calgary front? Is as good as this three for two has been in comes Jack Campbell with Edmonton. Alberta will go one, two, two, one. I think it's Edmonton, Calgary, and it could go Calgary. I don't care. All I know is I'm already looking at Battle of Alberta modern day two. If they don't play each other in round two again, this is over. Like, this is this. Sorry, TNT. Sorry, ESPN. Uh, and I'm saying it facetiously because they want the Yankees to play the Mets in the Subway Series all the time. And wait till I get off on baseball and the NBA's. You want to wreck your regular season in playoffs? Keep adding teams. This two out of three? Oh, my goodness. We've got 16 in when we had 21, and we better keep 16 in? Oh, yeah. You want to demean your regular season and wreck your playoffs? That's the way to do it. You know what's going to be exciting? The races we're going to – Craig, we're not going to have – Boston and Washington, the the seventh and eighth seeds in the Eastern Conference, all of the 100 points, and nobody else competitive. 
That, that's not happening this year. This is going to be way better. We're on the same page where 119 goalies aren't playing this year. Scoring is coming down. Uh, we can argue how much. It's going to come down. 6.21 is too high. And this Edmonton-Calgary thing, it's the 80s, baby. It's, there's, there's, there's kids who are born in the 80s who don't know about the Battle of Alberta. They're seeing a new one, and they'll write other books because this thing is on, and these teams are good now. They were good last year, and Craig, they're going to be good for a few years. As you say at the Stampede, giddy up. Oh, yeah. Yahoo! That's what everybody will be singing to. Because, you know what, it, it was a long time coming, the Battle of Alberta, and it returned last year. You know, obviously, anytime you can put McDavid and Dreisaitl on the big stage, listen, Pittsburgh and Washington weren't big, sexy markets, but you put Sidney Crosby in one market and Alexander Ovechkin in the other market, and everybody wants to tune in. So, yeah, there might not be the McDavid, Dreisaitl, sexy duo in Calgary, but it's a darn good team. And you know what? You get that type of a battle of Alberta. You know what's disappointing? One of them's gone after the second round. One of them's gone. One of them's gone. I think I you go back and look, and you know we'll get into it in a little bit, and because I think it's important to talk about it. You know, back in the eighties, we talk about the Battle of Alberta and Edmonton. They won the they won the four cups, and then the the fifth one in uh, nineteen ninety, and the Flames went to the final in eighty six and lost. And then they won in eighty nine. The Winnipeg Jets arguably one of the top five teams in the NHL back then, and they never won. <laughs> So, so, and a lot of people forget, like, you, you know, how sexy it was in Winnipeg, Edmonton, and, and Calgary with that rivalry, right? And, you know, you, 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 we, we forget about those things. Just give me good competitive games with top players, and I'll tell you what. You know what? If you're a New York Rangers fan, yeah, you're not tuning in to watch uh, the Calgary-Edmonton series. But who cares? Who cares? I don't. I want to see the best, and I want to see the best teams competing. Does this format, does it bug you? Would it be better? Like the, so me and you, and I've talked to Gary about it, and Bruce will know, Bruce, our producer, he, he doesn't want any change. He says, you just tell me how great the playoffs are, and then you're talking about a change. I said, anything can be even better. Mercedes looks at ways of making their car even better in 2023. So if the Oilers and Flames, let's just say they finish 1-2 overall in the league, They've earned the right to not meet each other in round two. I'm saying we've got a great system, and I did talk about the 7 to 10 in the NBA and what baseball's doing here. And I'm not saying baseball should just be four division winners, and I know they want to progress, and they're trying to – how can you play a series where you don't play at home and you're outs? How do you play a playoff series and you don't get one home game? I don't want to go there. 16, I don't think we're ever changing 16. I don't think we're going to go to 20. I don't want to get into that. I think one to eight is just better, Craig. That, that's a, tell me if I'm wrong. Well, I'm not going to tell you that. I think you anticipated I'm not going to tell you that. And like, I don't know if you ever watched the movie Ford versus Ferrari. Yes. You know, I mean, okay, so that was the big, like they were the, the, the and Ferrari was like, we're the best. We're the best. Nobody can beat us, right? And we're going to just leave it. And, sh- and you were Ferrari. You, you shouldn't, you didn't need to do anything. Well, guess what? Ford came along and said, ooh, they need to be better. I think that's your point. The playoffs are terrific. And, and Gary and the, and the league can talk about how terrific the league is. We know it's terrific. We know the playoffs are terrific. But to your point, 
Why not try to make it a little bit better? Why fall back? Let's continue to try to push it, just like Ferrari was forced to push it when Ford entered the equation. Is there any going into the season? Remember last year it was cross-checking. We kind of solved that. Is the only, and I don't like to use the word dark cloud, rain cloud, is Arizona your an issue? Is it, if it was one year to me, 5,000 people, I have a less of a problem. We're guaranteed three. There's an option at four. I'm looking at the logo at center. I don't understand this thing, why you can't keep switching the lot. I don't get this stuff. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what I'm hearing the players are talking about. It doesn't seem, we've gone from a mom and pop shop, right? 400 million in revenues to billions of dollars and Gary's anniversary is coming up 30 years and everything else. This just, I'm not, it doesn't sit well. If, if the new build, building was being built in Tempe and it was going and there was a, you know, it's two years down the, the corral, right? The shark tank, you know, if, if I saw the light, I don't see the light right now, Craig. Do you see the lights? I do see the light. I do okay. see the light. And, okay. and you know, you got to keep in mind, there's a couple of things, okay? Uh, you know, I think that the, the situation where the, where the arena was, was not a place that attracted fans. It wasn't an easy place to get to. So, you know, so, so that's number one. Number two, the team is, is, in a, is in a reconstruction, okay? That's where they're at. They're trying to acquire young players, trying to get draft picks so that they can get to a point in time in three, four years' time where they're a competitive team. That's how long it's going to take. You don't just snap your fingers and go, okay, we had the first overall pick, we had the third overall pick, and we had three first-round picks, and now just, it takes time. These are all young players. They're not ready to win and contribute at the NHL level. And at the same time, the ownership in Phoenix is focused in on getting a building. It's the first time I've seen – you're working on parallel paths, team and arena. And in three years' time, I think it can intersect – the building of a new – keep in mind, down in, down in the desert, you know, you, you have 12 months of building opportunity. It's not like trying to build an arena in Canada where you only have so much time to build because of winter. You, 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 can, you can put shovels in the ground and build and get, get something up. It's not, gonna, it's not a five-year project. It's not even a four-year project if you get things done. And the ownership there, to me, has been very clear how they want to work. Team gets better. We get a building, and then hopefully we can intersect that whole thing. I'm going to go right back. In 2005, two of the worst teams in the league were Pittsburgh and Washington. You know, Pittsburgh was nearly sold. Washington was in all kinds of trouble. They built their teams. Are the Washington Capitals or the Pittsburgh Penguins in any kind of trouble now? Not one bit. So I would say with this plan in, in Arizona, with the Coyotes, I think it's a sound plan. And I think we got to play it out. Is it an ideal plan to have 5,000 seater in? No, no, nobody would tell you that. They wouldn't even tell you that. But I think it's a sound plan to end up on the right side of things in three. And the trust is in Bill Armstrong and his staff to get the players and to build it. And then his trust is in the ownership and everybody else to get an arena built. Then we'll see where we're at. Okay. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. I'm a little more nervous. I do too. And a little skeptical. And if you do look at the standings off the top of my head at the end of the 04 season, I think at the bottom is Pittsburgh, Washington, LA, and Chicago. <laughs> so 
coming out of the lockout. They did pretty well, those four teams. Uh, and they have a lot of rings and championships. Speaking of the Stanley Cup. Ah, yes. Sports Interaction is Canada's sportsbook. We're so happy, Craig, to have them back aboard again. Place your bets. Place your bets. What do you got? Hey, the Leafs are going to win a playoff round. They're not coming out of the East. My money's on the Rangers. I'm flipping over to the West. Hey, sexy to pick the Colorado Avalanche. I'm going right up the Rockies. I'm crossing the border, and I'm stopping in Calgary. They're coming out of the West with Daryl Sutter, Huberto, Weger, and Kadri. And... As for the Rocket, I think it's a no-brainer that Austin Matthews wins it. He's the best goal scorer in the NHL. Back-to-back 60-goal seasons. He'll have more than 60 this year, Steve. It'd be funny if he scores 67, or is that number, you know, a dark number as far as the Leafs are concerned. So I'm going to bet with my mouth and my money. Like, I, I took Ottawa to make the playoffs. So if they do, DJ Smith is going to win the Jack Adams. And he's listed at 26-1. to 1. So I'm going to take him. I do think Owen Power will win the Calder, but Jake Sanderson, I can't say no to these odds, Craig. They're almost at 30 to 1 here on Sports Interaction, so I'll take a flyer on Jake Sanderson. And I know Colorado and Tampa are mostly the favorites to get to the final. I'll take the Oilers to beat the Rangers. Oilers are at 16 to 1. The copper and gold sweater is back. I'll take the Edmonton Oilers, and you and I will watch these bets and talk about them if we're looking good. Sports Interaction is Canada's sportsbook. Log on to sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod and sign up and deposit it today. Tons going on on Sports Interaction. Hockey, football, CFL, World Cup right around the corner. Canada's sportsbook is Sports Interaction 19 plus. Please gamble responsibly. Mr. Bettman talks about competitive balance. Do we go into a year where we have, again, eight teams, ten teams? I mean, we just talked about the Oilers and the Rangers. Even though the Leafs have to prove they can win in the playoffs, they're, they're in the Stanley Cup conversation. So in the Atlantic, if it's Tampa, Toronto, Florida, I don't think we have anybody else in the Cup. Rangers, the Penguins look really good on paper. Yeah, like they, I, I think I'm going to say six. I'm going to say six. Calgary and Edmonton is eight. Colorado's nine. I like St. Louis still. Maybe there's, that's, Craig, that's 10. Like, isn't, isn't that part great? Remember when the Dave Hodge was interviewing, I don't know, Howie Meeker in 81. They said, does anybody think the Islanders will not win the cup this year? Crickets. We all knew that the Islanders were going to win the 82 cup. We're going to have to watch the season. Boy, things have changed in 40 years. And that's why I'm just, you can hear the excitement. 10 teams? That's pretty darn good, isn't it? Well, well, it is. Think about it. Like, so four straight Stanley Cups. I mean, the Flyers win in 74-75, four straight by the Canadians, four straight by the Islanders. And then the Oilers had their time. They win four of the next five, <laughs> right? With with Montreal jumping into there, and then and then they come back in 90. And then it was really post-90 where it opened up. You know, I mean, even the Penguins win in 91 and 92. And, you know, we're talking about last year, the Tampa Bay Lightning, if they win the Stanley Cup, becoming the first team to win three consecutive Stanley Cups since the 1982 New York Islanders. Like, think about that. that it's it, like, I mean, th- that speaks to parity. And that speaks to, you know, wh- where the league finds itself and where fans can really dial into their favorite team and go, it's not one team, it's not two. There's multiple markets. 
that have real, real legitimate Stanley Cup aspirations. And, you know, we can, is there a perfect team out there? No, there isn't. I mean, the Colorado Avalanche lose Kadri. They lose Kemper. Yeah, they make adjustments. And we know come trade deadline, there's going to be a lot more adjustments made. And it's going to, and, and that's going to be interesting because, you know, teams are going to be trying to get into the playoffs. And then there's going to be the next group of teams, maybe all 10 of the ones you mentioned, they're all going to be looking to try to say, we got to strengthen our team. We got to find a way to get our team better. Right. So I, I think it's fantastic. I think when you have, and, and we're, we're talking about at, at, at this time in the NHL, quality teams, quality teams with stars and superstars, stars and superstars. Think about all the teams you just named. Tell me what one of those teams doesn't have stars and superstars. Well, we've had our cake and eat it too because the critics who don't like the nobody, I, I don't say nobody. You want to make it fair? You're talking about a race car. My friend Paul Tracy raced in the IRL. Every car had the same engine. It was a minor league of, of car racing. They wanted to make it even, and then let's see who graduated and went to the Indy cars. And well, he won nine of 14 races. They all had the same car. So Penske signed him as a as a AAA player. So we've had the parodies we mentioned, but didn't the Kings have a mini dynasty? Didn't Chicago have a mini dynasty? Didn't the Penguins win two cups in a row? Didn't the, the Lightning just get to three? So we've had our cake and eat it too. And who are some of the players on those teams? Oh, Kopitar, Dowdy, and Quick were pretty darn good. Kane and Taves are pretty darn good. Crosby and Melkin were. So we've had our cake and, and, and eat it too. That's what I, I love. And I've had years, and we were in the olden days going into television years going, what about the holding and what about the goals and, and this kind of thing. I don't, I'm not saying it's a show about nothing, but we don't go into this year with anything like we were worried about the crackdown. I was, I was worried about it. I'm happy where we are with the cross-checking. I'm happy where we are with, so I'm watching some of the exhibition games. It's not real hockey, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not worried. We've had the two games in Prague that when Columbus plays, remember we used to say Columbus Nashville on a Thursday night in November is going to tell you how good your league is. I'm not worried about that stuff. Because Columbus that still might finish eighth in the Atlantic or in the Metro, they still have a really good drop of great young players, right? So I think we're at a spot now where even the bad teams, except for some, like Arizona, Chicago, and maybe San Jose, we can get into those teams. Even like Montreal might be last again. They got some really good players. So I think that there's enough to go around where it'll be tighter this year, but even the bad will have something good about their teams. I don't know if you believe me on that theory or not, but I've been staying up all night thinking about that one. Well, okay, so you've been staying up all night uh, thinking about that one. I mean, some of those nights were in Greece while you were on the beach, so I don't know if you left the beach while you were staying awake. I do know this. Ottawa's a better team. You 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 picking Ottawa to make the playoffs. We just yeah. heard you make your prediction. DJ Smith, coach of the year. They're a better team. They've done it. Detroit Red Wings. They're a better team. There's there's no question the Detroit Red Wings are a better team. The Buffalo Sabres are a better team. That's why there won't be eight teams that make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference with a minimum of 100 points. It, the gap is going to close there. And so where do those teams go? Steve, I'm worried about two teams in this league. You asked me about Arizona. You just mentioned Montreal. I'm worried about two teams. Big market teams, big imprints on the National Hockey League. The Philadelphia Flyers and the Chicago Blackhawks. The Chicago Blackhawks, you know, 
they took the Talking Heads song, and that's their new song. It's not Chelsea Dagger anymore. It's Burning Down the House, because that's what they're doing in Chicago. And I'll tell you what, okay, we know what the plan is. That's five, six years. And the Philadelphia Flyers, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know what the plan is. I have no idea. We talk about pro, like we could talk. Okay, okay. So they drafted Kevin Korchinski, and you know they have some younger players in the lineup, right? Like, you know, I can look at Montreal and go, I see where they're headed. I can look at Arizona and go, I can see where they're headed. Just like I saw Buffalo and I saw Pittsburgh, not Pittsburgh, excuse me, Detroit and Ottawa. I don't know where Philadelphia and Chicago. That's not good for the league. I don't think it's good for the league. I I consider the Philadelphia Flyers part of the original seven. There's the original six, and then the Flyers. Well, there's two teams, so I'll I'll, I'll make two comments, and then we'll we'll talk about them. In Chicago, they're going to say we're back to where we were at the end of the old four season. We're we're going to have to get rid of Kane and Taves, and then hopefully get our own. Berard and Taves and, uh, you know, do that kind of thing, you know, hopefully get Connor Bernard and whatever happens. So they're going to, they're tearing down the house, as you mentioned, and it's going to be long and painful. We heard what, what Mike Babcock said about being painful in Philly. They're going to use the injuries as an excuse. Ryan Ellis is hurt again. Carter Hart was hurt in the preseason. Sean Couturier is hurt. Farabee had major surgery. If they were all healthy and we had Hayes and Farabee in and, Konechny and that defense and Tortorella, could they salvage the sauce, Kramer? Or, or injuries are convenient excuse that it was going to be a disaster anyway. Honest question. No, no, no stars, no stars. They don't have a star. Like, okay, like we, we talk about stars, right? Like, where are the stars in Philadelphia? Like, and keep in mind, okay, when the Chicago Blackhawks in 2004, they had drafted Duncan Keith. They had drafted Brent Seabrook. They had those guys, okay? And, uh, you know, they come back in 06 with Taze and 07, they get Kane, right? But they had players in this, just like just like the Pittsburgh Penguins. They had Marc-Andre Fleury. They had drafted Evgeny Malkin before they won the lottery and got Sidney Crosby. Then they get Jordan Stahl. They, they had Chris Letang. Let, so let, let's be, like, the Philadelphia Flyers, and you know what's amazing to me, Stephen, and, and I've said this often, in the 2019-2020 season, I'm watching the Flyers and I'm going, that's a good team. I'm going, geez, that's a really good team. I, I really thought that they were a contender. Then we know COVID came, pandemic shut down everything, right? And then they started up again. I mean, they were in the playoffs. We didn't have to worry. They played that little bit of a round robin. But when they played the Montreal Canadiens, I jumped off that Philadelphia Flyers bandwagon as fast as I could. And from that point in time, I think they have sunk faster than the Titanic. <laughs> and I don't see, I don't, I don't see very much in there. And people oh, John Tortorella. John Tort no coach in this league can win without talent and stars. They don't have it. And we could argue, and I remember that because Philly beat Montreal then because Montreal won their first round yep. series, but Montreal should have won again. It was actually a sign of what was going to come for Montreal in the playoffs the next year, and it was a sign of where the Flyers organization was going. The problem was you saw the tea leaves. I noticed the tea leaves. They didn't. The sign said danger, end of the road, cliff ahead. And they said, no cliff. No. And they, 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 they at the casino, they've lost 
shoe after shoe, and they just keep going to the bank machine, and they keep and keep playing. That like they they're all in on what they've got and what they've spent. I don't know what they have there. At best, could be anything more than a sixth place team. Like I have the Capitals missing at five. They're going to age out soon. And the Islanders kind of giving one more squeeze of the toothpaste. The best the Flyers could do would be six. But now with these injuries and New Jersey and Columbus being better, the worst place you taught me ever to be in this league oh. is in between floors. It's <laughs> being in between, like finishing ninth is one thing if you were 15th the year before and you're on your way up, Wheezy. We're moving on up. Like we're getting better. Like that's one thing. If Ottawa finishes this year and just misses, uh, but they're knocking on the door, Bunk Phillips. But for the Flyers, oh boy, this is like the Detroit Lions, I think. Like they're in a spot right now. Like there's no savior. There's nothing in the system. There's there's some there's some good and there's yep. some injuries. I get it. Now I'm just I look at it and I think this will be a very important year again to decide to you know what or get off the pot, I think. And maybe it's too late because there's so much committed. You think it's he you think Mike Greer wanted to come in and get rid of Brent Burns? Like when you start to be half pregnant in this league, right? It's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work. It it is a lot of work. And you know, and 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 you know, the one of the things, the only time you want to be 7-Eleven is when you're the convenience store. When you're 7-Eleven in the standings in the National Hockey League, it's nowhere to be. It's nowhere to be. And you talked about taking that road and coming to a dead end in the cliff. The Flyers' two front wheels are over the cliff. And they're sitting there going like, well, we might think send this thing over the cliff if we try to back it up. They can't turn around. Like, the, what they should do is just try to get the people out of the vehicle. <laughs> Let the car go down the, 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 over the cliff and start rebuild. Like, you know, like get a sense of reality because every day they delay, in my view, every day they delay is going to add on to the time it takes them to become competitive again. So Flyers, Arizona, Chicago, Montreal, and then better, but still in this group of six is Seattle, San Jose. Is that the, but those are the bottom six. So one of them will win the lottery. These are the worst six teams. Is anyone the best of the worst? Like is San Jose or Seattle the best of this group? Like, Do you want to be the best of this group if you're those teams anyway? Well, San Jose, I mean, let, let's not forget that they still have some pretty good players out there. Logan Couture and Thomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer. I mean, I mean, the, the Seattle Kraken don't have any of that quality. They don't have any of that quality. So if you ask me who the best of those six are, clearly for me, it's the San Jose Sharks. Clearly it's for me. And I think the San Jose Sharks are going to compete. It'll be interesting to see how what Anaheim does. Remember, Anaheim traded. They traded their defenseman last year. So they're, they're looking at now younger group of players, turning it over to their younger players. There's no guarantee that San Jose and Anaheim aren't going to be, going to be competing it out, you know, in, in that area. I, I got a seven team in there. I got Anaheim in there. I think Anaheim's on the right track, though. I think they got a lot of good young players in their lineup. They got a good prospect covered. I think they're going to be, I think they'll be fine in time. But, you know, Seattle, hey, listen, it's about building it. It's about building it over time. But I think that uh, Seattle is, is, in that, is in that group of five, you know, competing for the lottery. That, that lottery pick with Connor Bedard, that's what I see.
Yeah, I think the Ducks are the best of the, if you want to call it the group of seven, yep. you know, Canadian artists, because Strom, Vetrano, and Klingberg are going to help, and Zegris yep. with Rise. Yeah, so the, they are better. And I mean, we go, we're going to get into the class of 2022 who does play in the league, who should or shouldn't play in the league. We'll look back at some of the other drafts of like you're 21 now, you've had three years, now you're NHL ready. Remember, Team Slane was a rookie at what, 22, 23, KK 97 in Minnesota. He's a 97 birthday. He should have been in the league five years ago. No wonder he won the Calder in his set, his rookie season. He was already seasoned because what he did in Europe. Uh, we've also got <laughs> some other stories about what happened in the summer. We'll follow Hockey Canada and some other news items. In the fun stuff, since it's show one or show 83, can you believe we got 10 new head coaches, right? 10 new head coaches. But to me, this goalie carousel, if you count, well, I know you will, Kemper, Vanacek, Samsonov, Murray, Talbot, Pomri, Huso, Georgiev, Mrazek, Stalock together, Campbell, and Logan Thompson. We got 10 number one goalies on these other clubs, Craig. So as sexy as the silly season was with the Flames and Florida and everything else, do you remember the goalie carousel spinning round and round like this? This is, this is a story times 10 because some are going to – Answer the bell and others. Mm, mm, I had you up here, Kramer. Yeah, now you're dead. Like some of the, not all these guys are going to perform, Mr. Button. They're not well, all. Not, they they can't them. perform. They're not very good. Like a lot of them, and it's going to affect coaches, right? Like, I mean, hey, listen, you, you, you need, you need star players. You need good goaltending to be competitive, right? And some of those guys just aren't going to get the job done. Now, Jack Campbell, Matt Murray, and uh, Ilya Samsonov coming to Toronto, Campbell going to Edmonton. Like, they're on good teams, so they have a chance. You know what? Peter Morazic struggled in, on good teams in Carolina and Toronto in the last few years. He's, he's going to a team that, is like, I mean, it's unbelievable what he's going to go up against, right? So, anyway, I mean, that, that, that's just reality, right? But, you know, you talked about the coaches, and, and I want to make this point. Okay. I think Bruce Cassidy being hired by the Vegas Golden Knights is a real significant move by Kelly McCrimmon. I think he's a difference maker. I think the things that Vegas needed to address with their offense when they play good defensive teams, that Bruce has shown a, a great quality to bring out the best in teams to deal with these types of challenges. I thought it was a great hire by the Vegas Golden Knights. And I think the Vegas Golden Knights, despite Robin Leonard not being available this coming season, I think you're going to see a, a, a real rebound in, the, in, in their team. And I think they'll return to the playoffs after missing last year. Finishing where? Third in the Pacific. They're better than LA? That's what I think. Oh, when they play opening night, they're gonna. There is. They're fighting for a playoff spot already. Like I, there's things that I think that I know. Like the Oilers and Flames atop the division. I I think a, I don't think Tampa cares where they finish. They 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 don't. But they've lost on the blue. Like now, if you look at all their players that they've lost, and Sorelli hurt maybe in points, got to be 100. They don't care where they finish. They can be second and third. I'm with you on Florida coming down. I mentioned Ottawa. Is Detroit your team? Is New Jersey your Who of the losers, the biggest losers last year, would be one of the biggest winners this year? I've gone all in in Ottawa. 
I want it to happen. I think it's sexy. I think the Bruins are missing four important players to start the season. It's got to catch up with them, Jerry. So where are you on a Detroit, a New Jersey, or maybe someone off the board in the West? I think New Jersey can make things really interesting. I think Ottawa's going to finish in the same spot they did last year, seventh in the Atlantic. And they're going to have a better season. And they're going to have a better season. Remember, they finished behind Detroit and Buffalo last year. And Buffalo and Detroit are better. Like they've improved. Just like, just like Ottawa's improved. Listen, Ottawa's defense, I don't like it. Like, I know they have offense. You know what? At the end of the day, your blue line is, is that porous. You give up that many quality chances with that blue line, it becomes really tough to win. So I think they're going to have a much better season. I think that they're on the right track. But until they improve the blue line with personnel, I think they're, they're, they're going to – you know, everybody else is getting better. So you get better, but they're all getting better. So you're, you're inching up. But it's not good. I don't. I don't see them surpassing them. I, I really don't. I think that you know the situation with uh, Vanacek going into New Jersey. Tommy Fitzgerald said, "You know what? Our goaltending's been completely undependable, and I need a goaltender that can come in here and help us be successful." I thought he addressed his biggest issue with his team. I think that they're a team that can that can push for the playoffs. Do I think they're going to make it? I don't know. I'm not so sure. But I do think this, they're going to be a much better team in the East, and they're going to be tough. The team that, to me, is a real dark horse, the Carolina Hurricanes. It wouldn't shock me one bit to see them in the Stanley Cup final next year. I know I said Rangers, but I'll tell you what. I, tomorrow, we could do this podcast, and I might say Carolina. And the day after, I might go back to the Rangers. Keep this in mind about Tampa Bay. They've lost six players. In the last two years, they lost Gord, Goudreau, and Coleman. They lost McDonough, Ruta, and Palat. Take six players out of your lineup, six players that contribute in a significant way, and ask yourself, can you still be as good? I love the Tampa Bay Lightning. I love what they do. And we record this, and I'll tell you what, I love what they did with Ian Cole. You're not part of our organization. As long as these allegations are out here, you're sitting on the sidelines, suspended indefinitely. You know what? Believe victims. Ian Cole, we'll let the investigation take its course. But until that time, you're not part of our team. We do not need the distraction. Just another example of the high quality and the commitment that the Tampa Bay Lightning have to doing things right on and off the ice well said my friend great final thought and just like that season two episode one is done episode 83 overall 84 comes your way later this week where we'll get some action in north america will we in our lifetime see nhl teams in europe craig or do we need to live to be 150 to have prague helsinki stockholm moscow Paris, London. I'm all in saying it's going to happen. I don't. It could be 200 years from now, but I, I, I think the NHL could succeed in Europe, Craig. I really, really do. A European division. Well, we'll have to wait and see. I don't think it's going to happen in the foreseeable future, and that future may be the next 50 years, and we'll be long gone off this earth. Yes. 
The music's already in, Bruce saying wrapping it up. We said this year we'd be tighter and quicker. And 0 for 2 earlier. Uh, we'll improve our <laughs> Work on the playoff formats of the other sports. Don't touch the NHL 16 teams, but Craig and I like the seeding and we planted some seeds for our next episode. Be good, be well, and be a good person. See ya.